Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Jerry Hamilton, uh, recruiting expert, national recruiting expert for On3, as well as a recruiting analyst and reporter for InsideTexas.com. Uh, it's time for our weekly segment, The Recruiting Breakdown. Uh, Jerry, welcome in. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Texas A&M with a big weekend over the weekend, bringing in a commitment from Anthony Hill, who was previously looking at the Longhorns. Uh, what are your thoughts about Hill's commitment to Texas A&M? Yeah, I think that's a, a, the top linebacker uh, target on the board for A&M. And uh, Texas, I think, closed the gap. And, uh, you know, it, it's an inter- it's interesting because if you listen to some of the recruits and somebody close to him, they uh, there was some chatter that Texas was out in front, headed into the A&M visit. But him committing on the A&M visits, hard to, it's hard for that to actually be reality, right? I mean, you know, if he had waited a week after and, uh, and had his day where he announced, that's one thing. Uh, but it's hard to think anything other than – he looked like he was headed to A&M based on how he announced. So uh, put, put, put a big X on that one for me, and uh, we move on. But I think it's a big commitment uh, for Texas A&M because he's their, been their top target at linebacker, and he's a guy that they felt was a must – get recruit in this class and if they anytime you get a must get recruit in the class like texas got kelvin banks last year devon campbell i mean those are huge wins for your program those are ones your coaching staff gets very excited about in the recruiting meetings well you, you mentioned that the there's some thought we there was some thought initially that he's leaning to a&m texas made up a lot of ground over no the question. spring and summer uh but ultimately ended up going with a&m which was the one he was leaning to initially and I think that you're right. I mean, it, there are, it was obviously in the make for more than just a couple of days because he ended up having a recruiting video uh, ready to roll when he announced his commitment. So this wasn't a uh, spur of the moment decision by any stretch. Uh, so it's something for us to, to your point, to, to store away and think about as we go forward. So where do the Longhorns go from here? Uh, I wrote a column today for Inside Texas thinking, uh, that I, I feel pretty strong that Texas is in really good shape for two players in, uh, specifically, one of whom will am- announce his decision on August 10th, and that's Cedric Baxter, the talented running back out of Orlando. Uh, Jerry, what are you hearing on Cedric Baxter and, and his decision date and everything about him? Yeah, you know, Cedric's announced uh, a few weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago, that August 10th is the uh, his day that he announces. That's the first day in high school for high school in the uh, state of Florida, I believe. I know it is down in Palm Beach County. I'm pretty sure it is uh, up in that Orlando area as well. But that's the date, uh, the birthday of Cedric's uh, childhood best friend who passed away. And that's why that date is important to Cedric, first of all. So people wondering that haven't heard why it's August 10th, that's the reason it's August 10th. Uh, as far as his recruitment look, I mean, you know, we can. I'll be shocked. I've been shocked before, I guess. I'll be surprised. Uh, but, you know, when you're in this business this long, it would be a surprise if Texas wasn't the pick. It's just I haven't heard enough since, you know, we kind of made the RPM picks for Texas that things were changing, things were tilting, shifting. 
in this recruitment. And that doesn't mean Miami's giving up, A&M's giving up, or Florida's giving up. If you see this guy running with the football right now, he's the number one running back in the country for uh, Charles Power, myself, and at on three, and, and we 100% believe it. We've had him ranked number one since midway through last year. We think he's a big-time back. And so even if Texas is the lean and has been the lean, Miami's not giving up on this guy. A&M's not giving up on this guy, and Florida's not giving up on this guy. Uh, but if he ends up committing to Texas, as a lot of people do expect here in about a week and a half, it, it's going to be the relationship with the short choice and the offensive scheme. Doesn't help that Arch Manning's going to Texas either, but it's really that relationship with the short choice that go, dates back two years from when choices at Georgia Tech. Um, and I'll never forget Javante Barnes, uh, the running back that signed with Oklahoma uh, out of uh, Las Vegas. Uh, you know, a guy that was very close in his circles. I asked him one time, I said, what running back coach does the best job in the country? And this was months before uh, to short choices hired by Texas. He said, you know, Coach Choice at Georgia Tech had the best presentation of any running back coach we sat in a meeting with. And that was over 20 guys for a guy like Javante Barnes. So that tells you how organized Choice is and how – strong he is at the relationship building aspect and i know that's a long-winded answer bobby but i think that's really number one reason if baxter commits to texas august 10th that's why he's coming to texas is, is to short choice and secondarily it doesn't hurt the offensive scheme with steve sarkeesian it doesn't hurt that Bijan robinson will be going pro and rashawn johnson graduates and it doesn't hurt that arch manning's in the class because cedric baxter told me about two weeks before uh, Manning announced for Texas that he thought it was going to be Texas. So you add all those things up, and right now it'd probably be an upset if he didn't pick Texas. Hey Jerry, I'm, I'm, you know, we're watching the film of, of uh, Baxter right now. What did, he, what is it exactly that you think makes him special? I mean, I, I just look at his speed. I look at his size, his cut ability. I mean, what, what is all of it that that you think? And and because I, I just think he's a tr fantastic player. I think six one and a quarter and 217 as well you know he's probably 210 215 on this tape so he said you know he's got it. he's an nfl size guy in the modern nfl he's got really good hands out of the backfield but i you know, one of the things i love about him bobby is his ability to cut like you said he can sink his hip and, and change direction at 61 217 at a pretty high level uh for for a top running back prospect so i think he's got really good vision i think he sees the cutback lane i think he accelerates to open uh, open field I really love his hands out of the backfield. I think he's an awesome kid, too. When I've, I've been around him. I've talked to him a lot. Um, and I think he's just a really good kid. I think he's a smart kid. I think he's a kid that you're going to be able to play early because he'll understand uh, bullets pick up and, and blocking from the running back position, even though he's not asked to do it a lot at Edgewater. If there's one, everybody has something they have to work on. There, there's no Adwater instant players, okay? He has long arms for a running back. One thing he's going to have to work on is ball protection. Uh, because we've seen it with Adrian Peterson. I'm not comparing him as a player, but Adrian Peterson had very strong hands. So you'd say, if you ever shook Peterson's hand, it, it nearly broke yours. You would think there's no way this guy fumbles, but he had such long arms, he had trouble pocketing the football. And that's one of the areas Baxter's got to continue to work on, is pocketing that football with really long arms. All right. Um, so he he announces, uh, Baxter announces on August 10th, if he selects the Longhorns, Texas adds not only him as the nation's top running back, but also uh, the nation's top quarterback in Arch Manning. Uh, Jerry, some other players are another player that uh, we think now is going to make his decision fairly soon is Jordan Matthews. Matthews visited Texas uh, on Thursday uh, for the pool party with his friends, or excuse me, with his parents. Um, 
And he was initially expected to make a decision uh, probably in the month of uh, in the month of September after he took an official visit to both Alabama and Texas. But now, you know, we're hearing that he may speed up his timeline just a little bit. And I think that would look good for the Longhorns. Is that where you're at on this? Well, first of all, I'm wearing a Tennessee orange shirt with a burnt orange background, so I've pretty much got Jordan Matthews recruitment covered, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Fred. I was on the driving range a little bit this morning. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, it was interesting talking to somebody close to Jordan Matthews Thursday. Um, i have been hearing for a while Texas-Bama. Well, Bama's defensive back class is pretty loaded and getting pretty filled up, right? I think Tennessee made a move there on, on, the, uh, on the visit, and uh, Tennessee's definitely in the picture. Uh, the schools that I was kind of given, you know, a little bit off the record are Texas, Tennessee, Michigan, then Alabama, and Stanford obviously was the fifth. Um, and there was still communication ongoing with Alabama, and you don't want to rule Alabama out because it is Nick Saban. We've seen how that goes if he decides to go all in on a prospect. But let's say Alabama is running four, and it does come down to Texas and Tennessee and maybe Michigan. Um, you know, that means Tennessee did a really good job on that official visit. Texas had long standing relationships with Terry Joseph um, and, and, you know, Bo Davis, who uh, knows the father from the LSU days as well there. So Texas has multiple connections to that recruitment. And, you know, look, this is one that Texas has been out in front on for a while. Matthews has been on campus a number of times. Uh, Texas was in on Matthews before he actually blew up and started running that 10-6-5 last spring. Uh, before an Alabama offer, before Tennessee went all in, before LSU offered. So I think that helps Texas in this recruitment, that they've always been front and center with Matthews. They believed in Matthews as a prospect long before a lot of teams did nationally. Uh, so those relationships run deep. And uh, look, we'll see what he does. I do expect him to move up that timeline. Originally, it was going to be September 3rd and 10th official visits. It doesn't look like that's happening now. Looks like a decision will come before the first high school game of the season, which probably is a mid-August or earlier type of timeline. Uh, but if you're a Texas fan, you got to love your chances and see which way, see which way it goes in the end. I, you know, watching him, you love the length he has as a cornerback. I mean, that's got to be not only does he, we know he has the top end speed from his track times, but boy, he's he's a long, tall guy that. Uh, can not only cover ground, but also uh, kind of diminish that catch radius, uh, I guess, of, a, of an opposing receiver, right? And, and I'll tell you the other thing, Bobby, 100% agree. And seeing him in person Thursday at the Texas uh, barbecue recruiting uh, pool party weekend, uh, he has got some muscle tone to him. You know, if he's listed 6'1", 175, I mean, he's wiry, strong, but he's got some tone to him. You can tell it's a kid that's taking the weight room seriously. Look, his dad's a big rocked up guy now. His dad looks like he could – he may only have one play left, but he looks like he could hit you really hard if he <laughs> his one play now. Uh, so Jordan Matthews is – yeah, he's got long arms, but he's got muscle definition in that upper body and on those arms for young prospects. It's impressive to go with his athleticism. Got it. So he – we think he'll make a decision – Sometime in the next couple of weeks, we don't have a, a, a true time frame. Just, yeah, I'm thinking about moving it up uh, at this point. Another one that we think is going to announce soon, and, and, you know, Eric Nalin, our publisher at Inside Texas, uh, wrote on the board today uh, that he thinks Darian Gallette is nearing a decision. Uh, Gallette, a young man out of uh, Teague, Texas, went to Marlin High School a year ago. Uh, he is in a situation now, Jerry, where he took an unofficial visit on Sunday to Texas A&M, but did not make it into Texas. 
What do you read on Thursday? What do you read into that? Is there anything to read into that, or what do we know here? Look, I I, I think the feeling on the Texas side is is pretty positive. Um, but Bobby, we've been doing this a long time, and you know, AM got they got Anthony Hill and they got Dalton Brooks yesterday as well. So they're starting to build out that defensive class a little bit. And and if Gillette announces in the next week or so, then that means AM's the last visit. And does that mean AM's absolutely gonna get him? No, it doesn't, but it does mean they get the last shot at it. And um, what is interesting to me is that he didn't come in Thursday, whether it was car troubles, as he told a tire issue, as he told me. Um, he's so he talked about rehab uh, to somebody else. He talked about there's some talk that maybe since he couldn't take part in pool and the festivities and everything at a pool party that he didn't really want to go, which that can make some sense. But I don't know if I buy that. Uh, I've been doing this too long to really buy that one. Um, but the question is, with this recruitment, it's always been we've been hearing for weeks that Darren Gillette was on board and and was have heavily leaning to Texas. But things were being slowed down within his circle. Now we're going to find out what's the reason that was slowed down. Is he still going to commit to Texas here in the next week or is he going to commit to A&M in the next week? I don't think it's going to be Ohio State. I've always thought he'd stay close to home at the end of the day. Look, his dad's a coach, varsity basketball coach. Girls basketball coach was at Marlin, now at Teague. That makes travel really difficult for families. Um, high school coaches' kids tend to stay closer to home. It's just a fact of the matter. I mean, you can go back to a, a Haynes King recruitment. His dad's a head coach at Longview. And I think Haynes may have preferred Tennessee for a long time, but that closeness to home at the end of the day won out. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen with Gillette, even if he really likes Ohio State. I could be wrong, but that's just what i always been told in this recruitment. But it's interesting that he didn't make it in Thursday, and he is at A&M today on Sunday. So it is telling that uh, it's not a slam dunk for Texas. I think we know that. And that uh, a and is going to be using this newfound momentum. And look, there's um, – AM was going to push for some of these big-time defensive athletes. You knew that was coming uh, because if you if you pay attention to the kind of the must-get recruits on the board for AM, it was kind of cleaning up uh, at linebacker in that edge rush spot for them defensively. They've got tremendous interior defensive linemen uh, in the program right now, but they were cleaning up and try, kind of cleaning up and finishing up in their in their eyes some of those other positions. So it's it's a bloodbath recruitment. Texas has felt really good for. I think since April, um, and I think the communication's been really strong. Gillette was on the phone with the Texas staff during uh, the barbecue pool party, uh, pool party recruiting event. He just wasn't there in person. But we'll see what uh, we're hearing coming out of the AM visit today. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Samaje Burrell, uh, the linebacker out of North Crowley, and he played youth football together. Burrell obviously committed to Texas. Jeray Bledsoe. Uh, lived in Marlin. He's the freshman that's already on campus at Texas. So there's a, a tie in there. Uh, there's some familiarity with the Texas program uh, for Gallette uh, versus that of Texas A&M's that, that might play in the Longhorns' favor as well. Uh, let's move on to another player that also is taking other visits. That's what a lot of these guys are doing. And, and as we talk about this recruiting breakdown here for Jerry Hamilton and myself, uh, Jerry, one of them is Jalen Hale. Jalen Hale is a wide receiver that Texas is targeted to try to finish finish out its uh, wide receiver recruiting class. Jalen visited Texas A&M on Thursday and then went to Alabama this weekend. He's still not set to make a decision until September. Uh, what are you hearing on his visits this weekend to both A&M and Alabama at this point? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I actually think outside of the, uh, for Texas fans, outside the sting of the uh, Anthony Hill decision, I think Jalen Hill is the most interesting development. Um, Because when you release a final three of Texas, Alabama, and Georgia, and then you show up at A&M on a, I guess it was a Thursday before you go to Alabama, which was this weekend, and that's got to raise an eyebrow if you follow the Jalen Hill recruitment because guys who essentially say top three, final three of these three schools then show up unannounced somewhere, you start to say, okay, this is something you need to follow a little more closely. Look, obviously, Haynes King, Longview High quarterback at Texas A&M. Jalen Hill's the top prospect in East Texas this year, and and that's always going to be a recruiting battle. I mean, you can't – you know. East Texas has been in a little bit of a dry spell as far as nationally ranked prospects in the last two or three classes. So if there's a nationally ranked prospect, you know all those regional teams are going to be fighting for him. And that's exactly what you're seeing here late with A&M is uh, that they're really putting up, uh, getting Hale on campus, trying to get in that fight late. So that one, that one raised an eyebrow for me just because A&M hadn't really been mentioned for a while. Um, so we'll see what comes out of the Alabama visit this weekend. Obviously, Alabama was the visit. His father and him had been on Alabama's campus before his mother had not. So this is a chance for her to look at Alabama. Then he's scheduled to be at Alabama for an official visit the first weekend of the year, September 3rd. And Texas on the 10th, not supposed to announce until the 22nd as of today. So that gives him time to get back on campus at an A&M. Probably not Georgia. I think now you see that this is really Texas, Texas A&M, and Alabama. And you can pretty much throw Georgia out if he doesn't show up there on campus again. All right. Uh we're, we're, with one of the things we're looking at, we mentioned Gallette, but is the edge rushing position uh, for the Longhorns. Uh, there's a couple guys uh, that are have visited elsewhere in the last couple of weeks, have visited Texas as well. Uh, those two guys are, are Colton Vosick and Braylon Shelby. Let's talk. Let's start with Colton Vosick. Vosick was one of those guys you saw on Thursday at the Texas pool party and barbecue, but who also went up to, to Oklahoma on Friday. His father obviously uh, played at Texas, uh, but uh, this one could be trending to the Sooners, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. and before anybody, you know, look, I've, I've been somewhat on the train, but I, then I step back and go to experience on this. Is I've heard more about Oregon come leading into this week. Tosh Lupoy's done a really good job with that recruitment for somebody close to Colton. Um, said he's a formidable guy in this recruitment, but at the end of the day, there's questions about future conference for Oregon and how far that is away from home. I, I I do think Colton's still very interested in Oregon. I'm not ruling them out by any means. I think there's strong relationships on that Oklahoma side as well. Um, and before the Texas fans say, oh, man, no way could uh, Coach Vosick's kid go to Oklahoma. He played at Texas. Well, look back at Terrence Brooks' recruitment last year. I mean, Terrence Brooks is committed to Ohio State. I don't think the family ideally wanted him that far from home. His father played Chet Brooks was a, was a star player at AM and in the NFL. And Terrence Brooks is at Texas. So look, sometimes that compromise, hey, 
we don't want you that far from home at the end of the day. It's a long ways. I'm a high school coach. I can't get up there to watch you play. That's not an easy place to get to. I can get somewhere within driving distance. If there's good relationships and you let your kid make his own decision, that could lead to a Colton Vosick decision to go to Oklahoma if he just wants to get away from Austin for college because that's really been the talk. It's nothing negative about Texas. If Colton Vosick goes to Oregon or in Oklahoma, some kids just want to get away and do something different, and that's not an indictment on the Texas program. Look, I mean, uh, Thursday he was with Arch Manning. There were photos with him and Arch Manning together. Um, headed to the pool party after the pool party. So Texas put Arch on him for a reason. They know they need to close the, close the gap. Uh, I think they did a good job Thursday, but then he goes up to Oklahoma this weekend. So, again, I believe this decision's coming before the first game of the season, uh, which is mid-August. Uh, practices start about August 7th. Um, if you didn't have spring practice, practices start August 1st, by the way, in Texas. So Braylon Shelby's, who we'll talk about next on a practice field Monday, so I think we're leading up to that decision the first couple of weeks in August for Vossick. All right. Uh, the other uh, edge guy I wanted to mention uh, in, in this one is Braylon Shelby. Uh, and he is the young man out of Friendswood High School. Uh, is apparently down to Texas and USC. Uh, Jerry, this is a guy that you have were on early and said might start becoming that national level recruit if he continued to uh, progress. Young for his class. Yeah. You've seen him this spring and think that he's taking that next step. Um, Texas and USD, USC still the finalists here. Are, do we know if he's closer to a decision? Where are we at on that? Yeah, I think he's very close to a decision. I, I think the first couple of weeks in August, um, if that went, if it went past August 10th, I'd be surprised. I, I really think you're going to see something uh, right around there a little bit before. And I think USC is, in his mind, is the favorite over Texas right now, or was last weekend? Last week when I was by Friendswood High School, it's easy. I do know the direction since I went there, and I know the people to talk to, by the way. But I think the consensus around the program was that USC is probably is the kid's favorite over Texas. But there's a question of what does mom want in in, in regards to this recruitment? Does she say I, I want you closer to home? Because here's the thing about Shelby: he doesn't turn 17 until early next month in August. I mean, so. He's a kid that's going to graduate from high school and, and and be off if he goes to USC in L.A. as a 17-year-old in June, two months before he turns 18. And, look, that's a, that's a big step for a mom. I, I don't care how grown up your kid is, how mature your kid is. Um, that's a big step for a mom. And the mom's always – look, I heard early on in this recruitment, last spring was, was still early for him as far as being a national prospect that – the mom really liked Baylor because it was a smaller university and close to home. At that time, Braylon was more Tennessee, uh, Texas, USC, right? And now we're down to USC, Texas. Uh, Texas tried to make a run, but he turned down the visit. Unless he shows up there today, which I don't expect, then it really is USC, Texas, which is what I expect. Uh, so unless the mom says, you know what, I just want you closer to home, um, I think he, I think USC is a, a pretty comfortable lead headed into this week. Wow. Well, that would be, you know, Texas losing on those two um, would be, you know, losing one would be one, something that uh, I think a lot of Texas fans and even the staff would be understandable. Losing both would be a, a real tough blow uh, to the Longhorns at a position uh, particularly of need. Hey, Jerry, um, another guy that we haven't mentioned as much of late because, frankly, we haven't we don't know what's going on as much. And that's Marcus Deal. Uh, out of uh, the Garland area. Uh, his dad is a coach as well. Uh, 
we think it's coming down to Texas and TCU, but kind of handicap that recruitment as well for us. Yeah, Texas, he visited Texas Thursday, scheduled to be at OU this weekend, maybe even TCU today, just depending on how tired uh, Marcus and the family are from traveling. But look, TCU's been right there. Um, I'll go back to the first conversation I had with somebody close to the Name and Forest program. They just thought that decision ultimately would come down to being a three, two and a half, three hour drive. Again, parents are teachers and coaches. Uh, Father is the D-line coach at Name and Forest. So that's always stuck with me. Is it an absolute no? Uh, But that's always stuck with me because uh, it's never really changed. Made the official visit to USC. Has a really good relationship with Josh Henson. Uh, dating back to Henson's time at A&M, even though Deal wants to begin his college career at defensive line. And I do think he's a kid who after a year moves to inside offensive line. I think he has a chance to be a really, really good player. Um, I just don't think he's a D lineman long term, but I think he will start his career in D line wherever he goes. But I think Texas uh, has been in this one. It's a tougher recruitment because it, it's expected to go into the fall with two official visits left. So Georgia will get an official visit. Will Texas get the last official visit? Could Oklahoma squeeze an official visit and Texas gets another unofficial? We'll see. Um, but he went to Georgia unofficially in June as well. And Trey Scott is recruiting him for Georgia. And that's an important part of the, the recruitment. And it's an interesting dynamic in his recruitment. Bo Davis is recruiting him for Texas exclusively as a defensive lineman. Josh Henson leads the recruitment for USC and offensive line coach. Trey Scott, defensive line coach. Uh, for Georgia, and then TCU has uh, defensive line staff on him, uh, as well as a number of uh, their whole staffs all in on Marcus Deal. Obviously, they know that would be a huge recruiting win for them. Uh, so we'll see where this one goes. Uh, Texas has remained in constant communication with Deal. I think he's a tougher kid to get a read on for even the schools recruiting him. Uh, but if there's one school that maybe has felt best about him in, 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 since June, it's been TCU. But like I said, there's ways to go in this recruitment if the timeline uh, plays out into the fall with a couple of official visits and an unofficial visit or two. A couple other things happened over the week uh, or in the last week or so. Uh, JV and Toviano uh, made an unofficial visit. The cornerback out of Arlington Martin made an unofficial visit to LSU, then headed over to A&M. Javon Thomas, who's committed to A&M, also visited LSU uh, at the same time. Uh, so uh, there's some things going on behind the scenes right now, but it really sounds like these next two weeks is when we wrap up, so to speak, uh, this summer recruiting term. Uh, because coaches, as, as we, we know, uh, the coaching staff itself is getting ready to be hyper-focused on the football season. Uh, the Longhorns uh, get back at practice on Thursday, August 4th, this coming week. Uh, and so uh, while recruiting still will play a role in it, there's no doubt that the Longhorns have to have a good football season, uh, and maybe that will buoy their thoughts going into it. I have a question for you, Jerry, that that uh, came up uh, from the Inside Texas message boards that I think is prudent to ask you. Is Anthony Hill a guy that you recruit through the whistle, or if Texas has a good year, are some of these other guys that, that are waffling right now or looking elsewhere, are they good enough that Texas is going to continue to recruit through the whistle if they do? have a great season. A hundred percent. I think we learned that with the staff last year. There is no doubt about it. Um, any of these top targets, say Anthony Hill, that commit elsewhere, the Toviano commits to A&M or LSU. Yes, they'll continue to recruit those guys uh, because they've proven, this staff has proven, they're going after the very best high school prospects they can, and then they'll go to the portal to fill the needs that weren't met in the high school recruiting class uh, for the immediate impact. 
So, yeah, I don't think this staff is changing one bit. Uh, I, I think they're going to put uh, – I don't want to say pin some hope, put some hope, whatever you want to say. I'm being a much improved team on the field this year in year two, having a very exciting offense, having a team that's going to have a, a, a fun brand of football uh, for kids and parents to see and uh, can start to see that, that future vision. Uh, but, yeah, it, we learned it in the last cycle. The, Texas doesn't go to the B list very often in recruiting under this staff. I just that's don't think you're going to see that. Yeah, that's the one thing you and I agree on is that last year they did not go down. They could have easily because they had such a poor year on the field. Uh, everything was going against them, but they refused to, to, to take guys just to be taking them uh, to fill out a class, which I'm, I believe fully has happened in the past years with certain Texas coaches. So, and Bobby, let's be, Hey, Bobby, let's be on Let's be real as about as we can. The portal makes it easier for the blue blood programs. You can swing for the fences. And if you miss on a couple of positions, you can go run to the portal and maybe fill a need or two. So it does make it easier. I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from the Texas staff uh, because I think it's a, the right, the correct strategy to recruit through the whistle on the top prospects. But if there was no portal, it is a different conversation in those recruiting rooms. I, I completely agree. All right, Longhorns, at, uh, currently overall, Jerry, get your take on this. They're currently at 20 commitments for the, the campaign, ranked number five in the on-three consensus uh, nationally. Uh, what are your thoughts as a whole uh, with a couple of weeks left here in really summer, summer recruiting? Yeah, I think that um... – Cedric Baxter announcement's a big one for Texas. If that goes the way of Texas, I think it solidifies Texas as having a great offensive class. I mean, I, you know, if you get the number one ranked running back in the country with on three, um, a guy out of Florida, I mean, I, Texas is recruiting some different areas and finding national success in different areas. And I really think for Texas fans, that's something to look at moving forward. I mean, Sadir Mitchell out of New Jersey, right? I mean, uh, Texas is the staff set up to recruit Louisiana, and you knew that was going to happen. Terry Joseph, Bo Davis, Corday Hankton. I mean, all, not Corday, uh, Hankton, and all, all Brandon Harris. All the guys that are on that staff, whether in on the field or, or support staff roles, they're they're set up to recruit Louisiana very well. The short choice uh, uh, will recruit the state of Georgia. He he recruits the Orlando area, thus the really good relationship with Cedric Baxter. Peyton Kirkland committing out of the Orlando area. You're seeing Texas touch some different areas. Justice Finkley out of Alabama in the last class. Texas tried on Hunter Osborne out of the, from the same school, Hewitt Trustville. Just didn't work out for Texas. But and, and you're seeing him offer guys in Mississippi. You know, Aaron Bryant signed last year. Jamarius Brown just committed to Ole Miss. But Texas liked that kid a lot. Um, so you're seeing him touch Sounds like we're having some technical difficulties right now with Jerry. Um, I think we got through this, uh, Jerry. I appreciate it very much uh, for this week's recruiting breakdown. Longhorns at, at number 20 overall, or excuse me, at 20 commitments overall, number five in the on uh, three consensus, number one uh, ranked class in the Big 12 as well. Uh, could be looking at two, three, four, even maybe five commitments over the next week to 10 days. It just all depends who the Longhorns get, and that's why we do these recruiting breakdowns. Um, all right, without without further ado, that was that's the end of the uh, episode. That's been the recruiting breakdown on Texas football. Uh, please join me and others at InsideTexas.com for more updates and information. Thanks, guys.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.